open my lips that my mouth may proclaim your praise. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. We are still in the Christmas season, even though uh, the world outside is taking down the decorations, taking out the Christmas trees, and the uh, stores are gearing up for Valentine's Day. Um, Christmas in the church begins with the first day of Christmas and continues for 12 days until January the 5th. So we get to sing carols for the next two Sundays and we get to remain in this wonderful Christmas season where we still greet each other with a Merry Christmas. Or if you're on the other side of the pond, a Happy Christmas. Uh, But nonetheless, (coughs) one way or the other, Merry and Happy be your Christmas season for 12 days. Um, this on the uh, on Friday, uh, which was the first, second, third day of Christmas, we also celebrated the feast of Saint John the Evangelist, the one who wrote the prologue, uh, which we heard read this morning. That's printed in your bulletin. It's just a soaring piece of literature and theology. It is so beautiful. Um, In fact, his whole gospel is just so beautifully written. The imagery in it is absolutely amazing. It's very different than the synoptic gospels. It's probably, truth to tell, my favorite gospel. Um, These images of darkness and light, and it's John's kind of reflection on his time with Jesus. It's probably the latest of the Gospels that was written. And so he's had time to think theologically about that which he knew in person. And so as we go into opening up and looking at this beautiful prologue, um, I want to start with this collect for St. John the Evangelist. Oh God who through the blessed Apostle John has unlocked for us the secrets of your word. Grant, we pray, that we may grasp with proper understanding what he so marvelously brought to our ears through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Um, Sawing is just a wonderful word to describe what John does in this gospel. It truly soars on so many levels. And it's perhaps why the early church chose the symbol of the eagle to represent this evangelist. The others all have symbols as well. Uh, depending on on that which comes through in the gospel. And I think John's gospel truly soars. So the eagle is very appropriate for the sign of this evangelist. And uh, such was the prologue uh, deemed of such high esteem in uh, in the medieval church that people actually had it written out (coughs) 
and then placed in amulets on their bodies. That this was, this was truly a wonderful piece of literature. And it really encapsulates the entire gospel. <coughs> Especially perhaps where uh, we hear, he came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. See, chapters 1 through 12 in John's Gospel has been called the Book of Signs, and those chapters recount the rejection of his people, that he rejects, they reject Jesus. Um, he is rejected by his people in, this, in these chapters 1 through 12. Chapters 13 through 21 has been called the Book of Glory. And that is the recounting of those who come to know Jesus and accept him as who he is. Um, and finally, through his death, resurrection, and ascension. But not only is it really, in a way, a summary of his entire gospel, it also gives us this wonderful, deep, deep insight into who is this baby who is born on Christmas. Who Jesus is, who he is in relation to God, and who he is in relation to the world. And we can divide this, pro this prologue up into four different stanzas, if you will. And the first one begins, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. You notice that in the beginning bookends that whole little stanza in there. And what does that take us to? John knows what it takes us to. It takes us right back to the very beginning of the Bible, to Genesis 1. In the beginning, God created. Because he goes on to say that the Word, who is in the beginning, was that through which God created all things. But also he wants to state very early on in this gospel that in the beginning was the word and yet this word is returning to his creation to recreate it. The initial creation as it was fallen is recreated through the same word who created it in the first place. The word exists from before time, before creation, the word was with God and was God. Yeah, you know, I live down in the Dr. Phillips area, so um, my journey takes me most days on I-4, unless I come up the back way on John Young or one of the other back ways I have, but I-4 is pretty much my journey um, up to Good Shepherd. And um, a few months ago, there was a big billboard there that was up for quite a long time that said, find Jesus in the Quran. And indeed, you actually can find Isa, which is the uh, Muslim name for Jesus in the Quran. But, but Isa in the Quran is a prophet, a human prophet. But John makes it quite clear that this 
Jesus is the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word is God. The fullness of the divinity that is God is possessed by this Jesus. In other words, he is not merely a carpenter's son. He is not merely a prophet. He is God with us, Emmanuel. And Jesus says, I and the Father are one. If you have seen me, you have seen the Father. Before Abraham was, I am. And John says, he is greater than I am before, because he existed before, before me. And yet John was born first, they're cousins. But he knows that this is not just a human cousin. He is human, but he existed before John was even born. The Word, in the beginning, was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Then we go into the second stanza. All things came into being through Him. The Word is God's expression of creation, creating. And without Him, not one thing came into being. Everything that is created is created by the Word. What has come into being in Him was life. And the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The Word was never created. The Word is co-eternal with God and is God. Created, all created things came into being through him. So when Jesus walks the dusty streets of Galilee and Judea and heals and teaches, it is God's Word and it is God who is healing. The fullness of the divinity is in Jesus, and he knows that he is coming to a world filled with darkness. And it is not a neutral darkness. It is a hostile darkness. It is a darkness that would seek to overwhelm God's creation, humanity, the apogee of his creation those that he dearly, dearly loves. Darkness is set against God's own creation. And he knows that when he comes, he will be rejected. The mission of the baby was death so that we would all live. He knows that he comes into darkness and that many will reject him. But he comes anyway because of his great love. He comes into the darkness to extinguish it. The darkness is the absence of light. Where light comes, darkness disappears. 
There is no more darkness. And so the light in him was life. And the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. We need not go no further to know that this world has darkness in it, but to turn on the TV with war and sickness and violence and innocence being slaughtered. There is hostility in the darkness to the creation that God once created and made God. It is why he comes to recreate But we try and change the world in our own terms. Again, you only have to go into a library or a bookstore and count how many self-help shelves there are. We're trying to help ourselves to something that we are absolutely incapable of helping ourselves do. If self-help worked, there'd be one book on one shelf and it would be the book because it would be the book that would help ourselves. That's why self-help proliferates. It doesn't work. God knows that. We can't do it by ourselves because our very condition is sin. It is who we are. We have been born into a state of being a sinful people. And being in that state naturally draws us to the choice of to sin or not to sin. But it is part and parcel of who we are in a fallen world. We cannot pull ourselves up by our own bootstraps. We cannot do it. There is no self-help manual out there that will ever work. It requires God to come in person. And he does. He comes into the darkness to bring us into the light. To transform us from the inside so that we might be his agents of transformation into the world. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light so that through him all might believe. You see, John always points away from himself. He says, no, don't look at me. I'm witnessing to the light. And that's what we're to do. Always to point away from ourselves, but to point to the light. The true light who extinguishes the darkness. The true light which enlightens everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world. And the world came into being through him. Yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own people. And his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave the power to become children of God. He moves us if we believe in him. If we trust in him, he moves us from the darkness 
into the light. And not only that, we're no longer just his beloved creation. He moves us to his family, to his children, so that we become truly sons and daughters, children of God, and therefore can call him dearest, dearest daddy. It's what Paul says to the church in Galatia. When the fullness of time had come, God sent his son, God of God, light of light, born of a woman, born under the law, in order to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as children. And because you are children, God has sent the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you're no longer a slave. And if a child, then also an heir through God. See, we're brought into God's family through baptism, through belief in Jesus. If we receive Christ and believe in his name, we are pulled out of the darkness into the light, into the light of Christ. But some choose to remain in the darkness. It is the way the world is that darkness has a draw. It's hostile. And yet it can draw people to remain in the darkness. There's a story of a man who recounts uh, what happened to him as a teenager with some of his friends. They were out very late at night. They weren't getting into mischief, but they shouldn't have been out that late at night. And it was very, very dark, a moonless and a starless night. So it was very dark where they were. And they saw a police car uh, coming. So they uh, dove into an alleyway running uh, to get away from the police car. And they saw that the police car turned into the alley. Uh, So there they are, uh, Tom was his name, and his friends running away um, from the police cruiser. The police cruiser stops. Tom trips over a whole load of garbage cans, makes a really big racket, and tries desperately to find his friends, who he finds hiding behind all of this garbage that he has now kicked over. And they're all trying to put garbage on top of themselves to hide themselves from the police officer. And down the alley, they see this really strong flashlight, searchlight coming towards them and a voice that says, show yourselves, come out from there. And so Tom, who's really not hidden, stands up and the police officer says, what are you doing? And he says, nothing, really, I'm not doing anything. And the police officer says, I know you. Don't you live just around the corner there? And Tom's thinking, my life's over. He's going to tell my parents, or I'm going to jail for disturbing the peace. And absolutely petrified, he's shaking in his shoes, and the police officer says, Don't be afraid. I haven't come to punish you. I'm here to protect you. And and Tom recounting this says, At that point, he realized what it must be like to stand in the light of Christ. He said there he was, fully exposed, yet completely protected, fully revealed, yet free from unnecessary punishment, 
He stood high de- hip deep in garbage, yet cleaner than he had ever felt, somehow cleansed by a light that casts no shadow. In that moment, he saw something of what it means to stand in the presence of Jesus Christ, who is full of truth and full of grace. You see, Christ's light comes to protect us, to bring us out of darkness into his glorious, wonderful, healing and freeing light. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, full of grace and truth, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son. From his fullness we have received grace upon grace. See, John uses the word there, dwelt among us, That's the same word used of the tabernacle in the wilderness where God's glory dwelt in the wilderness wanderings of his people. He is now tabernacling amongst us in flesh, God in flesh, in human form. Not just as a concept. The word doesn't come just as a concept amongst us. The word in fleshes and comes to us as a person, in the person of Jesus Christ, not a mere carpenter, not a mere prophet. This baby born at Christmas is God incarnate, is God with us. Emmanuel, the Word made flesh, the light of the world, he who was from the beginning, through whom all things were created. He comes to the world of darkness because of the darkness and because he alone can extinguish the darkness. At the end of the children's pageant every year, the lights are completely dimmed and there is one sole narrator who comes forward with a solitary candle. And they recite this poem. No deep darkness in the world can overcome the light. A single candle flame will burn against the darkest night. Let all the world of darkness come, resentment, envy, fear. Then light the single flame of love. The darkness disappears. And then all the lights come on and we go, joy to the world. See, love came down at Christmas. Not as a concept, but as a person in whom the fullness of God dwells so that we may know the depth of this love, so we may be moved from darkness into light and be made children of God. Thanks be to God. Amen.